The film crickets are intended for mature audiences. Any guests on the film crickets do not necessarily share the same opinions as the film crickets. Crickets with Jay Fortier, Chris Martineau, and Melanie Howerton. Previous to this episode, Jay Fortier has been on over 140 episodes. That's dedication. Unfortunately, he cannot be on this episode, but following that theme, Chris and Melanie said the show must go on. And they review the 1983 American supernatural horror film... Christine. Does it stand the test of time? Let's find out your film crickets are on now. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Film Crickets, um, uh, the uh, the podcast where we examine uh, films from the 80s uh, to 2000 to decide whether or not they ha- they hold up to the test of time. I'm co-host. I'm running the board today. I'm co-host uh, Chris Martineau, uh, joined by my longtime friend, Jason Fortier, uh, co-host Jason Fortier. How are you, Jason? Doing well, man. I, I was on vacation, and I uh, no, just uh, just real quick, and then I'll, I'll yep. uh, have you introduce Melanie. But uh, ooh, I kind of already did. But no, but <laughs> here's the thing: I, I was not even supposed to be here. <laughs> but yeah, because Melanie had something with her daughter that pushed it back a couple of days. I was like, I'll be around. Uh, sure. So uh, it's kind of cool. Excellent. So I was like, no, keep it as you running the board. So I'll be the All guest. Right, I can today. take it. <laughs> wow. Um, so uh, so again, a uh, longtime friend, uh, Jay Fortier, and newer friend and co-host, uh, Melanie Howerton. How are you today, Melanie? I am very good today. And how about you? Fantastic. Thank you very much. So today on the docket, because we kind of rolled the dice a tad, uh, because we thought it was just going to, first it was going to be me and Melanie, and me and Melanie and Ray, and then just me and Melanie, and now Jay's back. We went ahead and decided we're going to do a movie that we um, have been talking about. We like horror movies. So we decided upon... Christine, John Carpenter classic Christine. So before we get into it, and boy, this movie really is a, it's a strong cup of coffee. It really kind of wakes you up and it's not your typical horror movie beyond a shadow of a doubt, I think. So before we decide whether or not it holds up, uh, let's get into the history with your relationship with Christine, uh, the movie, the car, the book, whatever. We'll start with Studio Wright over to Melanie. Uh, Melanie is, what is your history with Stephen King's John Carpenter's Christine. I don't know. I feel like I've watched this since I was like born. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I just don't wow, that's some hospital. All right. My mother um, is the biggest Stephen King fan that I've ever known in my life. She owns literally every work of art he's ever done, um, okay. including books. He has, she has everything. So I just always grew up with Stephen King and uh, this movie. I always enjoy watching it. So I don't know. Okay. It's a great movie. So this is. This is VHS from way back in the day. No, we have the DVD now. <laughs> DVD, okay. But you originally saw it VHS? Yeah. Okay, not cable, something like that. I don't, um, you know, I don't the, remember exactly when it was. It could have been on TV okay. when I first watched it. And 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 you're like what? How, how old were you when you first saw the movie? God, how old? When did the movie come out? 83. 83. I don't know. I guess right when it first came out, I probably watched it. Um, I was born okay. in 74, so... 
All right, so my age. So I'm going to guess here. I saw it when I was 86 and 86, so 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. That work? Yeah, because it's yeah, context. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely context for what I want to talk about later. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. cool. So, uh, but you've seen it a bunch of times. Apparently, read the book. Mother, read the book. My mother has read the book. I have not read the book, but I, I read- have a ton of shit in here about the book and some of the differences between the book and the movie. I didn't sure. put all of that in there, but mm-hmm. I put a lot of that in there because it was huge differences. Sure. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that um, King adaptations back in the early '80s are notorious for not. Barring The Shining, that's a completely different matter, but mm-hmm. all the other adaptations don't really follow the book too much. All right. Yeah. Jason, what's your history with the movie, the book, Christine? Tell me about it. I saw the movie probably in 84 because I got cable in 83. And, okay. you know, they were kind of famous for like rolling out the hits, like maybe like a year later on cable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, um, I'm just guessing 84. Saw it a couple times over the years. Uh, it's, it's quite memorable. Uh, Meaning like it just stays with you. I don't, Mm -hmm. it's not a movie I've always needed to revisit, but Mm -hmm. it's not because I don't like it. It's just one of those, you know, you you get those that are like on your radar, but you're like, yeah, whatever, you know, I'll get to it when I get to it. And, but uh, you know, it's, it's always been something that's, you know, like different, like quotes have made me laugh or, or like, just like, kind of like, you know, like just moments Mm -hmm. you're like, wow, how about that? It's funny. The guy that runs the uh, Darnell, the guy that runs the garage. (laughs) I always, I always quoted him when he says, well, don't think about it too long after all on your fucking ass. Right. (laughs) Right after he just offers to basically really help out Arnie, uh, Mm -hmm. the guy who gets the car, he's like, you know, you can, uh, you know, if you pick up around a place and uh, you put put some toilet paper on a spool. Is Darnell in the right. in the studio? What is <laughs> right. happening? Yeah. Right. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. And he's like, and uh, you know, I'll uh, let you write my junk pile for whatever you want. And uh maybe uh I'll throw in a couple of bucks. I'll think about it. Well, I'll think about it too long, I'll throw you out in your fucking ass. All right. Yeah. It's just like it's just like he's offering you the world here. Don't yeah. think about it. Just say yes yeah. because you're a kid from high school that doesn't. I don't think he even has a job. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? Oh man, so great. But go ahead, you guys. So, uh, oh no, no, that's cool. So, and, and Darnell, we're going to talk about Darnell. But boy, if ever oh, there were thing. a person, yes, hard to recognize that he is the same guy that hired Robin Williams in Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> hard to Does recognize he really? that he's the same. Yeah, he's the yeah. the. The clean cut man. I that's literally like, never even that, put that together. Right, because he's yeah. so filthy in this, <laughs> like and disgusting looking. And also he yeah. plays this basically similar role in the great outdoors. He's the guy yeah. uh, behind the counter there, shut the brick up. Like, you know, uh, talking yeah, to his yeah. dog. <laughs> it's yeah, freaking yeah. great. So a uh, very versatile actor. Yeah, very. Um and you know what? It, uh, two things about him, man. Like you watch him and you can almost smell him you can almost smell him his body odor and his breath and you grease can almost grease mixed with yeah mixed yeah, with oil diesel, yes the grease oil yeah, yeah. oil and cigars yeah i'm, yeah. I'm yeah. so glad the man that runs the junkyard and the do-it-yourself garage which yeah. i had never heard to up to this point um wears a sport jacket to work and a tie i'm very glad for that because you need that kind of in a professional setting you can't polish a turd yeah you <laughs> can't polish a turd um, all right, so let me get to my my experience with uh, Christine. Uh, so this is a this is a pirate grandma dubbed classic. Uh, I saw it um, originally rented 
And all I remember about, again, we're talking about sixth, seventh, eighth grade. All I remember about it was that car, such a sexy car, you know, the 58 Plymouth Fury fetishized throughout the movie, which we'll talk about later. But when I first saw it, I can't say I saw it a lot, but that when I did watch the dub copy that I had, I just skipped right to the car scenes because when I sat down to watch this movie, again, at this point, I've seen Big Trouble in Little China. One of my favorite movies. I've already seen it. I've seen Prince of Darkness, probably. Again, John Carpenter. I am on board with John Carpenter. I've seen the thing. I couldn't watch all of it because it was too gross. It actually made me sick to my stomach when I was 10 or 12. I'm serious. I had to leave the room. Once the guy's face started to come off, like I felt like I was going to throw up. Um, so that's my initiation to John Carpenter, but I know I liked him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, Christine, John Carpenter's Christine must be really good. And I remember watching it. And again, this gets into it and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the movie in a moment. I, I saw it and it was like out of the gun. They're saying the C word. They're talking about we, we need to get you laid. Maybe yeah. I should just beat off. That girl's a sperm bank. I sh- she's a wow. sophomore. I should know. Like. Whoa, and I just and 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 Arnie. Now I'm about to go into high school, maybe middle school, right? High school's coming up. Arnie's first day in school, he almost gets stabbed in the auto shop. I'm scared out of my mind for becoming a high school student because I was already meek. I am Arnie. I mean, not that bad, but I'm nerdy. I walk to school with a clarinet and a and an electric piano in my hand to go to band class. Like I am nerdy as all get out, and so I identify with Arnie. I'm like Arnie gets beat up a lot. Um, so I was, it, I didn't like watching the movie because I wasn't ready to hear the C word and the way that, that the big kids in high school talked. Mm-hmm. So I skipped ahead of that and just wanted to see the car level people. I wanted to see the car on fire. I wanted to see I the, I wanted to see all that stuff and the rest of the movie kind of bored me. So I watched it once or twice, but only skipped ahead. I finally I've seen the whole movie, mm-hmm. but then when I finally watched it the other day as part of our assignment, I watched it from beginning to end. I watched about three quarters of it. I'm like, there's a lot going on in this movie. That's the first time you actually sat down and like actually paid attention to the whole thing. No, I think I've watched it back to front, but I couldn't appreciate any of it when I was younger because yeah. all I was interested in was the car because that's all I could identify with. You know, yeah. these high school kids, like, I don't know what they're talking about. Like, what? You're supposed to just... Like if you're my senior year, if you don't get laid, like something happened to you. Like I didn't understand any of that. But so I didn't watch. Never watched it before as an adult ever. No, no, not as an adult. I'm gonna say probably the last time I saw it, I was about 17. Wow. And, and because it's a blind spot, because I like Carpenter's other Carpenter's other work so much. Escape from New York, The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, I've seen it 50 times. You know, Prince of Darkness, like. Our Halloween yep. episode, you said you barely mm-hmm. watched Halloween because you were just so into the stuff you already loved about uh, yes. Carpenter. And you were mm-hmm. like, um, you know, I, I know about Halloween. I know I don't have to yeah. keep revisiting that. You know, like, so like, right. it kind of is and like it, one of those that didn't stay on your radar. Yeah, because you because at this point, I've watched so many horror movie documentaries and compilations that I've seen enough of the scenes that I know the movie. So I felt like I didn't need to revisit it from the beginning to the end. But boy, this movie is a, yeah, no, no, it's fine because this is a strong cup of coffee. So I started watching it about three quarters through and I told my wife about it because I watched it when she's, you know, like early in the morning, but still, and I'm like, I think we need to watch this together. So I restarted it 
and I watched the whole thing through. So I really watched it one okay. and three quarters times. Um, it's a very good There's movie. A lot going on. It was, yeah, a... it was like incredibly, I'm already like tipping my hat here, but it's mm -hmm. it, to me, it's so incredibly well written. Yep. And the filming is amazing. And the background mm -hmm. music is amazing. Like mm -hmm. everything. And I'm just going to say right away, um, I have a lot of favorite parts, but I'm going to say one of my, of course, one of my favorite parts is when the gas station blows up and that car mm. is oh. driving down the highway on fire and you hear the music and that guy, I always remember how he was running. You know, the guy that looks like he's like 47 or 45 yes. years old. That's <laughs> right, yeah. he's in high school, you know, yeah. um, that's one of my favorite parts. You know, of course, the driving part is one of my favorite parts. I have, a, I have a few parts that I'm like in love yep. with that I'll say later on, but I just think that like that scene where the car is chasing Buddy was like, it was almost beautiful. It was so well mm -hmm. done. It was incredible. It was like perfection. I think out of yep. any scene in any movie, you can look at that part and, and say it's perfection, per absolute perfection in that shot. Yep. And Jason and Melanie, I got to tell you from, and I have the quintessential book on John Carpenter. This is a whole book of a one-on-one wow. -on -one interview with John Carpenter. Uh, a That's student gave this to me in 2002 because we talked about Big Trouble in Little China a lot. Yeah. And he views this movie as he didn't have his heart in this movie. What? Because he needed, he felt he needed a job after the bomb of the thing. And he felt so hurt by the way that movie was received and the way the critics just destroyed it. That he's like, I'm never going to get work again. He was going to do Firestarter and that fell yeah. through. He's like, well, I need a job. I guess I'll do this. And he says in the book. It's a movie that I didn't have my whole art, my whole heart into. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have your whole heart into that movie, it does not show mm -hmm. because the way there's so much subtext mm -hmm. in the film and the way it's shot is awesome sauce. Yeah, the way it's shot I, is amazing. I, it's How crazy. About, like when uh, Dennis is uh, playing football, I couldn't wait to see that scene, and mm -hmm. he just looks up and just again the music, and you, yep. you look back and you see Arnie with the car and he's kissing that most popular, most beautiful girl in the school, the one that he mm. asked out and she said no. And mm. he looks different and the car is brand new and that looks different. He's with the most, he just, you know, that's what gets him hurt. <laughs> like, yeah. cause he can't yep. stop looking at them together. And uh, right. it's insane. Like, I love that part. There's so many good parts. So, so I'm gonna put a pin it real quick. Go ahead. I, I wanna yeah. mention yep. that Kelly Preston in, in an yep. early um, role yep. actually you know, is in the same movie with low rent John Travolta. That's true. Yeah. He is uh, low rent John Travolta. Buddy, mm -hmm. Buddy is low rent John, John Travolta. And he yeah. looks 45. No, but he and does not. He doesn't he look like Vinnie yeah. Barbarino and, and like yeah. all those long hair. It's like, dude, they were trying so hard because wasn't it's been forever since I've seen it. Uh, wasn't John Travolta in Carrie? Yes. He was a bad 100%. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, he yeah. was. Yes, yeah. he was. Right. And, and he always had like the longest scene. hair, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and apparently there was a deleted scene. There's there's a thousand deleted scenes, but there was a, a deleted scene where Kelly Preston and Dennis were dating originally, and they went to the movies to go see Grease, <laughs> nah. which is just funny nah. to me, you know, obviously, because she ended up marrying him, but that whole thing was cut out. I didn't even right, write we, that down, but... We, we got to put a pin in the gang, too, because there's so many things going on with the, the dynamic of the gang. The dynamic of the relationship between Arnie and Dennis and and Lee. There's a lot of shit going on in this movie that, as a young person, I didn't get because I just wanted to see the car. So mm -hmm. let's do the quick IMDb breakdown. Then I have I have some questions. So um, so here we go. Uh, we have got 
Christine. Uh, comes out in 1983. It's rated R. Comes in an hour and 50 minutes. It's got wow. It's got a big tagline on the poster. I can't read it, but it's whew, it's a big one. Um, here's your one sentence: A nerdish nerdish. No, I'd say full on nerd. Oh, a yeah. nerdish boy buys a strange car with an evil mind of its own, and his nature starts to change to reflect it. As previously mentioned, directed by John Carpenter, writer Stephen King, Bill Phillips, starring Keith Gordon in a tremendously well-acted role, Dean Stockwell, Alexandra Paul as, uh, sorry, Dean, uh, John Stockwell as Dennis, I apologize, uh, Alexandra Paul as Lee, not a great actress, Robert Prosky as Darnell, Harry Dean Stanton is the Columbo of the movie, love him, uh, <laughs> Christina Belford as Regina Cunningham, and uh, so on and so on and so on, and a couple of other actors that I will bring up later. Well, oh, Kelly thing. Preston, Kelly Preston as Roseanne. Go ahead. Doesn't Lee? Um, I, I I've always done this, but maybe other people don't see what I see. But what? I always conflated Lee with the girl that was Arnie's girlfriend in Back to School. They're like a similar look. Uh, oh, like like the long uh, black hair or dark brown hair, blue eyes. I don't know. I, I conflate her with her. And the girl from Night mm-hmm. of the Comet, like there's like mm-hmm. three three oh. actresses that kind of blend like together. Yeah, I sure. know, you know, they obviously have distinct differences if you put them together. Maybe I'll do a, a mm-hmm. shot of them all three together. But um, that's insert. one movie I've been dying Here. to do is Night of the Comet. Never seen Night of the Comet. I want to do a creature double feature. <laughs> I want to do Night of the Comet and Night of the Creeps together. I think it should be Chopping Mall and Night of the Comet. No, because they go That's together. the same actress. <laughs> the same actress. All doesn't right. matter. The other thing goes together. All right. So look, let's get in. Let's let's ask some questions about the movie. So here's the thing. Let's start with Arnie. What's Arnie's problem? Like, what's his problem? He's got issues. And his where issues, do Arnie? What's his sorry. issues? His what are his issues? issues? Are that he's been like coddled, and his yep. parents are super strict, and his mom doesn't let him. Which, by the way, I, I think I wrote this down later on. She's only 12 years older than him in real life. <laughs> but anyway, because nah, um, I remember thinking she looks pretty good. But anyway, mm-hmm. so she um, she she coddles him. She's very strict. She doesn't let him do anything. I mean, it was even mm-hmm. funny how like later on Dennis is in the driveway and she's like, did you have plans with Dennis? It's like he's freaking 17 years old. He is not a five year old. It's just the mm-hmm. way that she treats him is literally insane. And watching this movie when I was younger, I always thought it was so rude that she wouldn't let him keep his car in the driveway. Like he paid mm. for that with his hard earned money and it yep. needs a lot of work and he loves it so much. Like I would never say no to that. Like I would want to help my kid fix that up. I, I think it'd be the coolest thing. I don't understand mm. why she's so prissy and bitchy about the whole thing. Like I think she just doesn't want him to have freedom at that point. Later on when they offer to yeah. buy him a car, you know, cause the whole thing gets destroyed. I think they feel bad for him. But in the beginning, I don't think she wants him to have that freedom. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she, he's oh, just, yeah. you know, kids like that, that are not allowed to ever do anything in their life. They end up like that. I don't yep. know, you know, and then they That's can rebel what... just like he did, you know, like, although mm-hmm. they had different so... things to do with it, but you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, and that's that's where I'm at. What I didn't understand when I was smaller is that Arnie is obviously a nerd. I mean, to him, a, a night out or an, an interesting evening is playing Scrabble with his parents and him demolishing his father right out of the gate. Like, that's his yeah. big story of the evening. I'm not saying you got to go out and be like, you know, hooking up with cheerleaders and drinking a fifth of Jack. But, you know, it's a little better than that. He's a senior in high school and she's packing his lunch with the yogurt, telling yogurt. him to put it on ice. 
something I used to tell my six-year-old, you know, yeah. make sure it's cool, you know, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. So, of course, he's going to rebel because he doesn't understand. But here's here's my thing. I got two things I got to bring up with Arnie. He rebels because who wouldn't? Yeah. He says, look, I've done everything you've asked me to do. I bought this car. I want this. <laughs> There's an automated um, vacuum in my room right now. Not unlike Christine uh, vacuuming my floor. Sorry it about that. Red. What's red? No, that's a guitar. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's my, my Roomba is just suddenly oh. came in. Um, so anyway, sorry, I didn't think it'd get through. Let me know if that's a distraction. So Arnie, of course, he's going to rebel because that's what kids do. But he's rebelling when he's a senior in high school. You're supposed to rebel a little bit earlier than that. You need to have a little bit of room to do your thing because, and here's my thing, is that Arnie wants to grow up. He has not been allowed to grow up. And to him, respect is... People will like my car. For he yeah. is looking, he is yearning for respect from somebody, and nobody gives it to him. And because he has given been given no space earlier in his life, he doesn't understand what an adult is. He thinks that that the way he treats his girlfriend when eventually Lee comes up, and again, this has almost nothing to do with the car, though it's a piece of it. But the car feeds on the fact that he is a wounded soul that because the car is supernatural you know he's a wounded soul he doesn't know how to deal he doesn't he's looking for respect and to him adults that are respected they love your car whatever you say that's what i'm gonna do so he doesn't understand how to be an adult so arnie wanting to the rebel is natural and his parents kind of suck well she sucks because she's so controlling but what else is he supposed to do what else does he understand you know but what I mean? He, it, he, like what you're saying, and I said it too, like kids like that would rebel, but this is the thing. And this is not why Arnie rebelled. Mm -hmm. It's not why he rebelled. And it's not that he got the car because he wanted respect. That was had nothing to do with it. It was because he was okay. possessed by the car. Sure. So it really, he, he probably would have went his rest of his life being exactly the way he was if he didn't see that, that car. And okay. that's mm -hmm. what it is. I mean, the, when he saw that car, it has nothing to do with him wanting respect from the car, that car changed okay. and that car possessed him. And it is a possession. Christine is a story of possession. So no matter, and they, that's the thing, they wanted to show him how he dressed, how he acted. That was the whole mm -hmm. point of it. It wasn't, in a normal kid, yes, he did that for, mm -hmm. to be rebellious because he was so coddled. But yep. he, he did all these things that he's doing. The reason why they wanted the movie to be like this is to show how, nerdy he was or how good he was mm -hmm. with his parents and the relationship he had with his parents and how obedient he was and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, band camp or whatever the heck that they wanted him to do. He's in band, he's in yeah. this, he's in that. Yeah. Because they wanted you to see how once he got this car and like the guy who sold it to him said, you know, you're stupid. He had the same look that my brother had on his face when he mm -hmm. you know, got this car. He was yeah. possessed by the car. That car changed him. And that's why you want to see his clothes changing and his glasses disappear and his hair gets a little better. And as mm -hmm. the, the movie goes on, even the look in his eyes is so different. Like there oh, was sure. one part of it. I forgot what part it was. I probably wrote it down. I know I wrote it down, which I'll never be able to find it now. But oh, here it is. When he was in the hospital, you know, the second time yeah. he went into the hospital and he was had the four beers lined up and yeah. the look in his eyes, they were heavier. They weren't open all mm -hmm. the way. Um, that's when you can truly see that he's just, I think it, in that point, when you see his eyes, you knew he mm -hmm. was changing up to that point to begin with anyway, but when mm -hmm. you see his eyes and that he's not himself anymore, he's, he's gone. All right. I want to counter with that. 
I agree. Yeah. But I'm going to counter a little bit by saying he, the car didn't tell him what clothes to wear. You know what I mean? The car didn't tell him to take your glasses off. The car didn't tell him to slick his hair back. I think that confident Arnie that came out because of the car was always there. And it's because he now has this awesome vehicle, he is able to be more confident. And because of that, ask the girl out because he asked Lee out. She, Lee is not Dennis's type. Lee is academic. So Arnie probably already had a shot with her anyway. He just needed a little bit of extra confidence to be able to do it. And that confidence came from fixing up the car. He fixed up that car itself before the show me scene. Yeah, right. He did yeah. all that work he himself. He did all that work himself. So he is very proud of what he's been able to do. Yeah. Then during that time, now here's, here's where it switches because he does get possessed by the car. The car is supernatural and classic Stephen King style. The car begins the movie supernatural. Why? Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going with the movie, not with the book. It because. We got something on both. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just because. It's the devil is in the car. So he the car lures him in, uh, an apt, uh, a sucker, right? He knows the car knows that if I get fixed up, you know, it's the, the car is a vampire. The car is a vampire. It's like in Interview with a Vampire. Um, at the end, Tom Cruise kind of gets put in the swamp and he feeds off of frogs, but he's just waiting for a little bit of energy to come back. Christine is a vampire. Christine is all broken down, has finally been beaten, but still a little bit alive. With a little bit of life, you can suck somebody in, fix the car up because the car doesn't have enough energy to do it itself. Because of that, gives Arnie some confidence to do what Arnie wants to do. To maybe grow up a little bit. However, hold on, wait a, hold okay, on, wait a minute, wait a minute. But as the car gets more better, the car starts sucking the life force out of him. So as the car starts to improve, he's eating the energy. The car is eating the energy of Arnie. That's when the black eyes start to show up. That's when he starts to drink more. That's when he becomes a real asshole to his parents, like beyond just being, I want my car. I can't believe I can't put it in my driveway to choking his dad out yeah so i mean we are at a point once the car gets to a level the car in arnie have a dysfunctional codependent relationship there's no doubt about it they need each other yeah. up to the point where christine has enough energy to work on her own and then has no problem murdering arnie at the end but, so did you, my, but the thing is, is did you notice that it wasn't just the fact that he was dressing better he mm -hmm. was in it in this and I read this and then and, mm -hmm. and, and actually like Arnie, the real guy and like Carpenter and all that, they wanted to show that he was actually being possessed by Christine. So the well, clothes yes. that he was wearing weren't just clothes that he thought were cool. They were mm -hmm. clothes from the era that Christine was built in. So sure. he was he was actually dressing in 50s clothes and yep. he was dressing in clothes of the era that that, you know, the car was built. And they did that on purpose to let you know that he was, it was a possession. So it wasn't yeah. just like he, you know, like at, at that point, he really was not really himself anymore. He was possessed by the car. And that switch happens when the car regenerates itself on its own. That switch happens when, because uh, I'm sorry, Jay. No, it's before that. It's before <laughs> No, that. I think it's, oh, wait a minute. Uh -huh. all right. I wasn't supposed what? to be here either. He'd already got the girl, everything. <laughs> No, I, I, I wasn't supposed to be in this episode anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, no, what I'm saying is this, that 
Um, the car, and, and again, is the car evil? We actually root for this car at one point, don't we? Oh, when it's getting beat up, sure. When he, when they're, oh. they're basically mm-hmm. like, you can't wait for them to kill off the the people yeah. who was like tormenting We're, Arnie and and beating up the yeah. car. Like, and I remember thinking when when they went there and they were crushing up that car, I was like, mm-hmm. who would do that to somebody? That's just absolutely horrible. Like, well, horrible. Here, here, I'm sorry, Jay. I know you got a point, but this is one of the things I thought about discussing with my wife is that Christine is a female energy. They named it Christine. Mm-hmm. They fetishize this car from the beginning. It's the only red car in the lot, okay? It's it's slowly coming out, bad to the bone. It's a sexy car. They zoom in on the curves of the car. It's surrounded by men in the in the factory, working on her undercarriage. In fact, when, when I'm serious, when the hoods open and it and it and it closes on the guy's hand, uh-huh. he's basically got his hand up her shirt, if you want to think of it that way. And she says, no way, <laughs> slam. Now, no, I'm I'm deadly serious. And then when we get to the point where it gets demolished by the, the gang, okay, yeah. think of it this way. Now, r- try to recall the scene. Arnie has his date with Lee. It doesn't go well. It's after the drive win. He brings the car back to the garage, okay? And the car doesn't have enough energy to do it on its own. Again, my vampire theory, right? And by the way... Car's a vampire because it always goes back to its coffin at night, which is the garage. Just throwing <laughs> it out there. Now, think of it this way. The, the the man and the woman, Arnie and Christine. Arnie drops Christine off to her house. Arnie leaves. Door shuts. Christine is now surrounded by five aggressively masculine men. And they they basically sexually assault the car. They don't just destroy the car. They humiliate the car. And it's it's like, imagine like a helpless, again, I'm thinking of other, yeah. yeah, they shit on it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, a, it's a, a helpless woman on her own, surrounded by five guys. But I don't know why and she they, didn't fight back then though. I don't get that. Because she didn't have the energy yet. Or no, she, was she wanted to get demolished to lure Arnie in more. One of the ways mm-hmm. it's manipulative, but I maintain that this female energy, that's why when in that scene, when she is not only destroyed, but I think sexually assaulted by well, these other men, she that's why you're cheer you're cheering for the car yeah. when she she's rebuilt. gunning everybody down. Because well, the, I, Christine is the villain of the movie, but you're cheering for her. Well, and you okay. can't wait for her to be on fire and, and get them and, and run the guy down. It's so right. badass. Sorry, Jay, she no. Sorry, she rebuilds right there on her own in front of Arnie, and that sucks him in yeah. even wor- further. Right. So that's like the it's and, like completing the mm-hmm. the deal, right? And, and show me, show right. me, show yeah. me. Well, Hello? Uh, hold that's on. honeymoon night stuff. That's right. honeymoon well, night. No. Come on, well, show me. And then you hear, show me what you can do. You know what I mean? Show I'm just that's what I'm saying. Like it's something in there. Sorry, go ahead. No, and then of course everybody would root at this point for yeah. uh, the car and Arnie because we've already seen these guys be douchebags. Yeah. They're evil. Yeah. They're evil kids. They really are. They're not. There's mm. really nothing redeeming about them. The other guy with the uh, the afro, the white man's afro. Yeah, the psychic yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the one, he's the one on from the car, uh, Ghostbusters. He's the yeah. one from Ghostbusters. Yeah. No, it's gonna get electric yeah. shocks. I don't yeah, know like him. A, a couple, yeah. a couple of wavy lines. Really? 
You remember Sorry, at the beginning? This isn't your day. Yeah. He's like, no, you know, like, no, like, no, you know holding up the card. You know, holding up the card, Bill Murray going. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, and the girl, like, is it a star? That's him. And, and he's like, I it is that. a star. But um, oh, okay, it happened no. about him before I lose it. Okay, do you remember after he did that to the car and they destroyed the car, and then they saw he saw the car and he goes, Arnie, is that you? Are you mad or something? Oh no, no, I'm not mad. You just destroyed my car that I worked. Yeah. I spent like months oh, to oh, rebuild. You mean the big guy, man? right? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, the big guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes. Right. Oh, and by the way, real quick. Are you mad or something? This is one of those you know, moments where no, I'm. He says, he goes, you're not, sorry. He goes, you're not mad, are you? Hmm. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, no, but how about this? You're, you're in an alley against a brick wall, and the car is slowly inching towards you. Mm-hmm. Jump. Climb up over the hood. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Step. Jump, do something. Don't just yeah. stand there oh, and is, act like the girl yeah. from Friday the Thirteenth like waiting from for the Friday axe. Thirteenth, yes, yeah, just stands there. Uh, or, or, or the guy or, from um, uh, Austin Prometheus. Powers. Yeah. yeah, yes, that was so funny. Yeah. Prometheus is a better one. You have a big vertical ship that's rolling on you. You don't run to the side. But <laughs> I'm with you there. And, and and again, the problem with a car villain is that just I mean I know that it's a supercar, but you know, jump into a lake. Go into like the third floor of a building, like what? Well, like, you even know, like I don't know. Lee at the end of the movie, she's like, it's trying to run her over, and her back is up against a ladder. Climb the goddamn yeah. ladder! Why are you just standing there? She's like, yeah, man. Or how about, how about um, how about <laughs> their plan? Okay, I'm gonna get in here. We're gonna hotwire it together. Now walk mm-hmm. by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. the office, and yeah. we're not, yeah. we're not gonna check to see if that office is locked. Oh, but guys. I forgot that Christine was already in the garage when they went to go ambush Christine. I forgot Christine was already in the garage. She was like under that, yeah, under the pile of rubble because they were waiting for Christine to come through the front door. I thought they did. She was, no, they were waiting. No, she was under the car the was. This is already in the she rubble. Was already there. Okay. That's, what, oh, that's, yeah. when the, uh, that's when the lights turned on and the uh, the yep. classic okay. John Carpenter bling. Yeah, yeah I love that music. It's the best. And I actually, I don't know why. Him. But we got to yeah, look at the like who, who did the music in Fire started because I kind of thought that a lot of that music kind of sounded similar. Uh, you know? I don't think it's John Carpenter. Not John. No, Carpenter. but the music, like yeah, sure. His, some of the well, music sounded like a little bit like Firestarter. Well, here comes the Googles. Uh, um, so, but here's the here's the thing, like, and that's what I mean about the nuances of the movie, is that it's not an easy watch. It's not super entertaining. It's wicked good, but it's not, like, I can see why I didn't watch it over and over and over again, because it's not a lot of fun. Like, Har- Halloween is more fun to watch. Oh, okay. Can I say something on that, since you just said Halloween? No, you can't say something, Melanie. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. What? So, first of all... The film that um in Arnie's neighborhood that was shot in the same uh, neighborhood as Halloween, by the way, That's Arnie's cool. neighborhood was Halloween neighborhood. But this sense. is the thing: Do you remember in the beginning of this movie when he said um, he said to the, the like he said to the mother, you know, I try I tried to talk him out of it. Well, you should have mm-hmm. tried harder. And then mm-hmm. then he went to Darnell's place and he goes he goes if you sold him that piece of crap or whatever. He's like, I didn't sell it to him. I tried to talk him out of it. Well, you should have tried harder. 
I was thinking forever. Yeah. And I'm like, where have I heard this before? This sounds so familiar. There was a movie where this guy kept saying, I didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. And he kept getting blamed for it over and over. I'm like, it was freaking Halloween. Damn you for letting him out. I didn't let him out. I gave orders to let him like, it was like (laughs) over and over and over again. I, but I didn't let him out. Damn you for letting him out over and over and over again. I didn't do it. But it reminded me of a joke. it's it's annoying at first and becomes a joke. Jay, what, what do you yeah. got from the Googles? All right. So uh, Tangerine Dream did the uh, original Firestarter. But okay. John Carpenter, uh, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies did the new Firestarter. There's a new Firestarter? The new Firestarter? The, uh, 2022. Yep. Yeah, not really? going to watch that. Oh, my God. Really? Mm, or, the music was um, a little similar in some situations. All I have to say. And Tangerine Dream it's, did all that great music mm-hmm. for a risky business. Yes. Um, no, the, the music for this movie is very much the thing. There's a lot of dum dum. Also dum, Halloween. Dum, dum. I, I could hear that. Like, yeah, and Halloween like too. Yeah. yeah, I could hear a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. Like John Carpenter, we always like whenever you try to give him a compliment. Like you hear interviews with him, and he's and they say like, ah. Oh, John, the music on this movie is really, really good. And he's like, I don't know. I'm a musician. It'd be cheaper if I just did it myself. Like that's, that was, that's his whole thing with everything. Like, like this movie, like he downplays that he tried in this movie or that he didn't have his heart in this movie. I disagree. I think he's like weirdly humble, mm-hmm. but also doesn't want to deal with the, the box, the, the, the film companies or the, the movie studios at all. Um, I, I that's yeah, probably because they're a bunch of re- douchebags. They are. That's true. Um, right? That's why. So that's I, why a bunch of people are uh, striking right now. Yeah, I know. That's true. Do you guys think um, that, that back brace? I always thought that back brace that that guy. Oh that boy, was like the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Like I've like oh. I've worked in hospitals and rehab hospitals. I've never seen a back brace that quite looked like that. It almost looks like prob- a rib cage or something. It just didn't. It just looks so weird to me. It's probably a back brace from about 1950, yes. and he's been wearing it since then. Yeah, how dirty um, it was and shit too. It's so oh, dirty. gross, disgusting. Absolutely gross. Ooh. Um, he's the shovel guy from Home Alone. Yes. Don't forget. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yes. So he's scary, but not. Wow, um, I didn't even see that either. I can't believe it. I and just, I, I just watched that the other day. <laughs> and it's so subtle. And and I'll give you another reason that you know this movie is all over the place because it makes you watch it and absorb everything. Mm-hmm. And again, just like. And a point I was getting to before, like, of course, Arnie rebels and you can't blame him because of his parents, but he's also kind of a douche. So it's like it's hard to side with Arnie when he's being such an asshole, even though he's the hero of the movie or when it's it's so it's a weird thing. Like you you understand, but why are you going to be such an asshole about it? Or his parents like, look, I understand what you're saying. He's 17 years old. His his mom comes out and says, you're going to lose all your friends if you keep at treat him this way well guess what she's right like she's right so where's the thing like you i mean the delivery vehicle is terrible like she's not doing a good job but she's not wrong either um and arnie's not wrong for wanting to rebel but he's not doing he's not doing it the right way so they've got this this little nuclear family the three of them that are supposed to be so happy but they're terrible for each other so what do you expect is going to happen and that's so much analysis for a movie that that John Carpenter didn't have his heart into. I don't understand. Like, or maybe we just got to just give it to Keith Gordon for being doing such a good job of playing all those different types of Arnie. 
I don't know. It's it's not an easy movie. I, I don't know. Yeah. I have Everybody? a story. I don't know if I told you guys this or not at all, but like back in my crazy days, um, I had this red little sports car and um, it was new. And I remember parking it. Um, it was my friend's friend's house. We It was like a party. Kind of one of those parties where you're just all like, oh, we'll just sleep over. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. my car was parked on the street and it was in Winsocket, Rhode Island. You know, I'm and sorry. like I fell asleep and I woke up to the sounds of a car and glass and everything being smashed. You could hear the car being smashed, the glass, everything. And I woke up like, oh, my God, my car, you know, like and I was like, I was so concerned with my car. And I jump out of the room, run over. There was a bunch of people that were still awake and they were watching Christine. And it was the part where they were smashing the car and vandalizing the car. <laughs> and, oh, my God, thank God, right? I thought it was my car. <laughs> That's funny. I just That's remember awesome. like, yeah, I was like, oh my God, because I had just got in the car and it was kind of a like shady area. But yeah, I was so happy to see that it wasn't my car. You know what else is great is another aspect of pointing out that it is a possession type haunting mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Everything is old songs and also it's speaking mm -hmm. through those songs. Mm -hmm. Like, you keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Yeah. You know, all the different stuff. And I also love that song that uh, like she's playing for him and he's like leaning yeah. forward, like, yes. like, it, like, like bonding for the first time. And then she plays yep. the same exact song as she tosses him out the freaking uh, <laughs> windshield and kills him. But it's like, yep. you'll yeah. be mine forever or whatever. And it's also mm -hmm. um, like, even when uh, I'm surprised Lee is about to choke happen, on the burger. I'm surprised the car let him fly out the window. No, because the car was done with them. The car had as much power as it could possibly have. And it's an addiction parable. You know what I mean? This thing that has been giving me this much joy is actually destroying me. And at my final moments, he Arnie is between the car and Lee, and he reaches out for the car. I know. There's no yeah. redemption. There's no yeah. redemption for Arnie. How dark is that? Yeah. Classic John Carpenter. Like you, even in the end, you will not be redeemed. You will go for the car before you say, Lee, I'm sorry. But yeah. it's not his fault. That's perfect. It's because per he's addicted. It's right. an addiction parable. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a codependency parable. I mm -hmm. swear to God, it is. I have some stuff on that between the book and the movie of the origin okay. of the evil. Um, All right. Well, hey, Chris, did you guys notice that the cop in this is uh, mm -hmm. the same cop in Misery from Stephen King? Well, oh, yeah. In Stephen King, he was the the creepy dad in Stephen King. Okay, all right. And misery, um, and misery. Sorry. Remember, okay. Buddy? Did you guys ever see the movie Frequency? Because if not, we have to do that one. Yes. I it. Okay. Yes. So it's the, the serial. It's so good. The serial killer in Frequency looks identical to Buddy. He he looks just like him. He's got the sideburns, the hair, everything. Okay. Anyway. Um. And then anyway, uh, let me see what else. Oh, I never understood where that guy got in the car to begin with, Darnell. Why yeah. would you get into the freaking car that's full I'll, of smoke? It's smoky in there. You don't want, I, why would you want to sit Melanie, on all those ambers and like, Melanie, Melanie. Yeah. I, I thought that too the first time I watched it. And then I rewatched it with my wife. He was a and when he gets like, in that car, yeah. when he gets in the car, he starts stroking the steering wheel. Like another guy. And like and so I think he's got the clarion call. He's got the 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 vampire voodoo that is drawing him in 
Because mm-hmm. he sits down, he doesn't go, what a piece of shit. Yeah. He like starts to fondle the car. Yeah. And that's the way to get that car to end so the car can destroy Darnell. I like how he was killed in the movie. And I have something about how he was killed in the book, but that it just okay. crushes him like that. It's kind of funny. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can die that way, but whatever. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Uh, we've heard the movie. Now it's time for TMI. It's time for TMI with Melanie. Listen, listen to this. I am in the bathroom right before the movie starts. Uh huh. And I'm in the stall, and there's no toilet paper. Yeah. Mine are at home in a display case above my bed. Yeah. TMI. TMI, my friends. TMI. Too much information. Don't go there, but that's lame. Now here's Melanie with your timeless movie info. Okay. All right, Melanie, let's hit us with some TMI. It's time. Okay. Shit, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, cool. All right. I'm the budget bored. was 9700 and it grossed 21700 nope. million? 849. Yeah, Wait. 20. Well, yeah, so what I'm saying. I don't know what to say. Right, sorry, 21,17849. So All that's right. what it that's what it grossed and it but in the budget was 9700. That was a very low budget. But no, it's gotta be higher. No, oh my god. It's nine million. Oh my god, you're totally right. It's nine million seven hundred (laughs) thousand. How could they oh my god, how could they afford that back then? That's a huge budget. That's why I didn't even I didn't even think it was that because I was like, there's no way. That's a major release though. Nine million nine million is a lot, but it's probably not like crazy. It's a lot. That's not yeah. a lot for that time. I guess not. No. But yeah, 9,000 right. 9, would have been way under. So, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So the 15% of the budget actually was spent on the cars alone. Um, mm-hmm. By the end of filming, all but two were destroyed. Um, the film takes place in September 1957. And then from September 12th, 1978 to January 1979, um, John Carpenter refused to go to the premiere because of superstition. He said, when I go to the premiere, something bad always happens. Um, Stephen King's popularity was so high at the time of the film, it went into production before the book was even published. Uh, Stephen King chose the 58 Plymouth Fury for Christine because it was a forgotten car. He said, I didn't want a car that already had a legend attached to it. And by the way, I just love the name Fury. I think that's just a cool name for a car. I just love that. It's a great car. It is. great car. Um, that's well, and if the if it's possessed, I mean, the fury is like you know, it's already yeah. angry. It's amazing, yeah. And just because it was on fire too, it just looks so cool <laughs> to be yep. called that. I don't know. The Agreed. opening scene, which shows Christine being born in Detroit, was added in for the movie. It was used to explain the origin of Christine's evil nature. But according according to the movie, Christine was evil from the day she rolled off the assembly line, injuring an inspector and killing another worker who dropped the cigar ashes on her seat. Why would any asshole do that? I was so mad at that, actually. I was like, that's a brand new car, brand new car smell. This guy's going to get in here with this gross cigar. And he doesn't care if he drops the a, ashes all over the seat. It's, like, it's kind of a confusing I, moment, like, because, like, uh, the, the bloody hand just happened with the accident. And it's like, yeah. hmm, I'm going to get in. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a weird little moment. Uh, again, I would, say, I would say that it's sexual assault. It's all these men are surrounding Christine and she's fighting back any way that she can. First, yeah. the hands up, up her dress, hood comes down. Another guy comes in, sits on her and ashes on her. And she says, no way, pal. So, yeah. I mean, again, and what I always go with Stephen King and Melanie, maybe you're going to get to the origin more 
Yeah. A lot of Stephen King books are just like, there's a psychic. Why? Because you got into a car accident. <laughs> what? Go with it. It's fine. Like, we don't ever ask why. It happens. It just does, and we buy it, and it's okay. So sorry, go ahead, Melanie. Oh, TM. Sorry, but yeah, I just I thought that was so rude, especially because that car was actually custom ordered in that red color, which they explained, because apparently most of those cars were supposed to be made in beige. Although I did okay. see different colors on there, like yellow. But it was mm -hmm. they had said that it was custom made in red. Um, I think they had said that in the book. So that's a custom car that somebody bought for themselves and he's in there with ashes. I thought that was horrible. Um sure. And everybody loves that new car smell anyway. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. So the in the original book, it said that Roland LeBay himself, you know, like, you know, that his brother is the one that sold Arnie the yeah. car. But Roland LeBay himself sold Arnie the car and he died soon after. And that is who made Christine evil. So it wasn't actually that she was evil from the assembly line. It was the fact mm -hmm. that that guy was so obsessed with her and he loved that car more than his daughter and his wife who apparently died in the car um that itself is what made christine evil is the is, is roland's evil spirit inside of christine so that's okay. what it's supposed to actually be and then the movie kind of changed it a little bit um sure. so let's see to simulate the car regenerating itself hydraulic pumps were installed on the inside of some of the film's numerous Plymouth Fury stunts a mock-up in plastic that looked more like metal on camera was actually metal that was bent and deformed. These pumps were attached to the cables, which turned attached to the car's bodywork and then compressed as they would suck the paneling inwards. And then, of course, you could tell that the footage uh, inward crumbling body was reversed. When they were mm -hmm. doing it, you can tell it was reversed. You know, that, that was mm -hmm. so obvious that they kind of just reversed, like the glass that was breaking, falling mm -hmm. you know, back into the into the into everything. Um, it worked, though. So, yeah, they did a good job, so but good. you could tell. So good. Um, one of the Plymouth Furies from the movie was sold for one hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars in two thousand four. Um, Keith Gordon, who played Arnie, says on DVD extras because I guess I was like, I don't think I have this one because I was reading a lot of a lot of the stuff that was deleted. I had in the in my DVD, but I have to look and see which one it is. But apparently, there's some extras, and um, he pretended that the car was a woman. So whenever he touched the car, he imagined which part of the woman that he was touching. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, also, I didn't write this down, I don't think, but he said that he was like um, so nervous for his kissing scene um, with Lee that he asked her to practice. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 28 Plymouth Furies. Uh, I, which I, I have to say, yeah. I would be nervous as fuck. Let's keep practicing. Wait, no, no. I, I know. I think we have it next week. Let's start now. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. She was very pretty. Um, 28 Plymouth Furies, which in reality were Belvedere's or Savoy's, were purchased and restored for the film. A few were showcase cars that were used whenever Christine was just sitting there looking pretty or whenever Arnie is driving her. There were hot red versions, souped up engines, and airplane landing lights for the headlights for Christine's rampages. And there were junked and shelled cars for the versions of Christine in Despair or with her death scene. There is one way to tell which cars are the showcase or the hot ride cars and the stunt cars. If you look underneath the grill behind Christine's front bumper, the showcase cars have a chrome undergrill, while the stunt cars have a red painted undergrill. Um, let's see. John Stockholm, which is Dennis, who I thought was so cute anyway. 
um, had to take a bulldozer, bulldozer driving lessons before filming. Um, Alexandra Paul, which is Lee, pranked John Carpenter by having her twin sister, by the way, she's a twin sister. She dressed as Lee and reported to the set. Carpenter recalled it was like an invasion of the body snatchers. She was a pod person. She accidentally filmed part of one of the scenes with her twin and they kept it in the movie. It's the scene where they like, um, Dennis was actually trying to like practice to drive the bulldozer a little bit more. And mm. she was in that. So that's actually her twin sister that they kept in there. All right. Cool. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. And then the makeup lady and did her hair and stuff like that too. Detective Rudolph Jenkins. I don't know if you guys noticed, but he also drives the Plymouth uh, Fury. Um, mm. You can see it when he questions Arnie in the school parking lot. His car appears to be a 77 or a 78 Plymouth Fury, a popular yeah. police car of the late 70s. Dennis can, is- I, can, I, can I interrupt a second? Yeah. These kids yeah, drive kind of the, best, the best muscle cars yes. ever. Those are my oh, my God. The, D- Dean Stockwell has the Dodge Charger, like a yeah. 78 Charger. And, the, and low rent, low rent John Travolta yeah. is a Chevy Chevelle SS. Like Chevy so. Chevy Camaro 67. What okay, fine. That looked like those uh, the one my sister had, but yeah. So these cars are gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. Can you imagine, guys? Cars. We Woo. forgot to talk about yeah. him. Um uh the the cop. Buddy? Uh oh, the cop. Howard Dean Stanton? Yeah. 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 And um I I just want to go back a little bit just for a second. Can you imagine? Yeah. obviously he is possessed at that point. But can mm. you imagine somebody saying to a cop isn't that what you do with shit scrape it up mm-hmm. with a little shovel like yeah. after yeah. they're kind of like le- leaning towards aren't you the one who killed the guy <laughs> like you yeah. didn't say yeah. that but you could tell yeah. he's leaning towards that without saying it and yeah but he's like, trying to, he's trying to be a tough guy yeah. which is my whole respect theory is that he's trying to be a tough guy but he doesn't understand he's trying to get respect from the cop and like say well, well don't bother already me already gone by that point isn't he Can't i know that's my like... point but later on later on when it's obvious like he does he's got the alibi but you know he says i swear to god i didn't know what happened he goes back to his little childish thing mm. so he's could he's, be playing he's him, a though. baby he's a baby he's a baby he doesn't understand what it means to be an adult though he desperately wants to be one so i'm sorry go ahead all right you're fine so okay so like i was saying dennis's car is a 1968 dodge charger 440 Buddy's car is a 1967 Chevrolet Camaro. I loved both of those cars. I don't so know. So nice. John well, yeah. Carpenter blacked out Christine's windows so that you didn't know if Arnie was driving her, um, which mm-hmm. is really good because you really didn't know if he was behind it or not. And, and to, right. it was kind of a shock to see that he actually was in that car trying mm-hmm. to kill his ex-girlfriend there. Many deleted scenes. Uh, that's what I was saying. Many deleted scenes. Which Lee and Dennis are kissing in Dennis's car. Did you notice when they were in the bulldozer, she kind of just kept like rubbing his shoulder and stuff like that. It kind of looked like they were already in a relationship. They were a little bit too cozy. Well, apparently because there was a deleted scene where they're kissing in Dennis's car and Arnie pulls up behind them and catches them. So that they Ah. should have left that in there because that would have Mm -hmm. kind of explained why he was so goddamn pissed. And he, you know, thought that was like, you know, betrayal from his friend and Mm -hmm. his, girlfriend and would have explained why he didn't care if he killed them. So I think that was kind of an important part that they should have really left in the movie. Um, anyway. Um, and there was another scene where I don't know if I even, I, I might, I think I might've told you this. I can't remember, 
Uh, Dennis and Arnie are working in a construction company during the summer and construction something, doing something outside. And that explains why Arnie had money when he, that he was saving to buy the car and why Dennis knew how to drive the bulldozer. Um, and then also in the book, Christine is vandalized at an airport towards the very end of the movie for some reason. And Sandy Galton, an airport worker, which was a friend of Buddy, serves as a lookout when Christine is being vandalized. He skips town and at the very end is found to have been run over by a car, implying that Christine is alive again. Um, In the book's finale, not only does not, okay, the bulldozer does not run Christine over, but is a pink septic uh, truck named Petunia. And Stephen King's idea, because he thought the finale battle would be between two powerful ladies duking it out. In the book, Darnell's death is much more dramatic. Christine breaks into his house through a picture window and rams his staircase repeatedly as he tries to climb up the stairs to get away. Due to his heart and asthmatic conditions from smoking, Darnell can barely breathe and his heart stops, causing him to fall down the stairs where Christine rams him over and over again. (laughs) Christine also kills Arnie's parents and the detective, and they didn't do any of that for the movie. Mm. Um... John Cusack auditioned for the role of Arnie. Nicolas Cage auditioned for the role of Buddy. Kevin Bacon was uh, offered the lead role, but of course, Kevin Bacon's offered every role. But um, he turned it down for Footloose. Um, Christine's license plate begins with CQB, which is an acronym for Close Quarters Battle. Um, the movie, and I, I, I don't know if I said this or not either, but the movie technically did not have enough violence to justify an R rating. So that they were afraid that the movie, if it was a PG rating, they were afraid that nobody would see it. Remember how we were talking before? I was like, sometimes I purposely try to make it an R movie so that people will yeah. want to go see it. And it's kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, so basically, PG-13 did not exist yet. And so he purposely threw in the F-bomb a thousand times and talked dirty about women on purpose, which you were talking about, in order right. to try to get that R rating. So that's what he did. All it takes is that. All it takes is that uh, misnaming of uh, Arnie's last name, Cunningham. Yes, yes, uh, right? replaced, yeah. replaced with the c word in the in the name, and mm-hmm. we'll just say yeah. Yeah. that. Well, also cool. that they talk about sex Ugh. and what they call. I'm not going to go there. But yeah, they and, did that on purpose. And, and, I got, I got. It's a, a gross <laughs> movie at times. Yeah, that. and, and that's it. Made me uncomfortable when I was younger. Yeah, because I'm like, what? What what are they talking about? And the guy and selling the my, car, it was gross. Like listening to yeah. talk. Yeah. And then like, Arnie that's says the best that smell in the world. <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, Arnie yeah, says it's kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Final judgment. Ready? Yeah. All right. All here right. we go. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. All right, it's no longer opinion. Now it's down the fact. It's uh, we are now going to determine whether or not this movie stands up to the test it's of time. T- Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> um, um, hey, I'm. You know what? I'm going to go first. Damn it. Um, Damn it. I'd say this movie absolutely does hold up. I think it's a very well directed, well written movie. I don't think it's very yet. Is it entertaining? I don't know that I could watch this on a loop. It's not entertaining like Halloween is or The Thing, which is much more violent and much more dark. Um, 
But boy, it's it's just a really well done movie. Um, so yes, it holds up. I just don't think they're ever going to make a movie like this anymore. That's the problem. Um, it doesn't hold up in the way that movie executives simply aren't going to churn out Christine anymore, which kind of makes me sad. But yes, it absolutely holds up. Uh, Jason, back from vacay. Does yeah, this man. hold up, Jason? Looking refreshed right. yeah. with that nice glowing skin, by the way. I must. I, I know. Your skin looks very you got good. good. You got good color. You got I had to color. get burnt first in order to yeah. get this beautiful skin. It, just Whoa, looks like it's like, it doesn't look like a tan, though. It just looks like it's like glowy. Yeah, it just Thank looks you. like skin cancer. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> hey, no, you know. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, no, it does because um, it, it was really like it was a fun watch. You could relate to these stories. Um, bullies still exist. People, you know, who are loners still exist. I think any of us here could relate to that in some way, shape, or form. Sure. Whether we're not to that level. But it's, you know, I just think so. I think when themes are that universal, it's very simple to uh, attach yourself to them. You know what I mean? And keep it like where it's, that's the thing you're relating to. So the fact that we can relate even though we're not going to get a possessed car anytime soon, I don't think. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm just saying like in general though, like there's a reason we're all rooting for Arnie and the car at first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if we can relate that well, I think it holds up. Great. Awesome. Melanie Howerton. Okay. So a hundred percent. Um, I, I think it's funny, though, that they said they were making a remake. And I I can see them maybe making a Christine part two, but not a remake. Because you can't get better than this. You can't get better than the mm-hmm. actors that they picked and everything that they did, the filming of it. It doesn't look old in any way. To me, it's just so beautifully done. And I don't say that mm-hmm. that often. It's just the way that it was written, directed, filmed, the the background music, just every single thing about it that the way the actors were even like I read that Lee didn't like how she acted. She thought that he, she should have been directed more because she was brand new. She's I think not, she did fantastic. She's not real good. I don't I, think I she, thought good, she was but... great in it. I, I mean, she doesn't have that many parts, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's not like she has, I don't know. So I think whatever she you know did what's was weird fine. about that. What? Sorry, just, but on her, uh, yeah, she's so brand new. Why would you like, experiment with my twin to like how yeah, right, exactly, like, yeah. like to take on the director there hey let's play a practical yeah. joke on uh you know i'm brand new at this my god yeah oh sorry so anyway um my husband doesn't like a lot of 80s movies you already know that he thinks they're super boring and old and he can't stand how they look he loved it like um i think that says a lot um i think it blows away a ton of movies out there that are being made right now um I think that this is one of Stephen King's best ones he's ever done. And that's hard to say because I love Stephen King and he's done so many good things. Um, but I think it was just absolutely beautifully done and and almost perfection to me, really, in a movie. It's, it, it's really good. I was surprised at how like how good it was. Um, so good. And it wasn't not, slow. It's not There's the, nothing slow about it. No. Not, there's no, stuff there going isn't. on from the very beginning to the very end. It's like it, yep. it, ca- it captures, you know, you don't you don't want to look away. You know, if you look away for two seconds, you're going to miss something. So there is literally mm-hmm. nothing slow about mm-hmm. it. And like Jay said, you can relate. I know I can relate. <laughs> I know you yeah. guys can probably relate. Oh, to absolutely. I was already. Bullied. I 100% can relate to that. And yep. um, 
every, you know, I just couldn't believe the extent of what was allowed back then compared to now. Like, I don't think a lot of kids would get away with what they did, uh, mm-hmm. with the knives and everything and threatening the teachers. Um, but he got kicked out of school, but they let him go to the football game. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Notice that. What? He was at the football what? game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, they shouldn't have let him in, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Melly, you know, I, I, like I said, I agree. It's just, there's a lot. It's, there are better Carpenter movies, but boy, like this one, I don't know why I didn't like it, but yeah. whatever. Maybe you had an idea of mine. So there's a lot going um, on in it. There's a lot there's, going there's on a, and you got to yeah. just put down what you're doing and you just have to watch mm-hmm. it and yep. get into it. And it's really an amazing movie. It's and, and, and I think I even had more respect for it this time that I watched it because yep. I wanted to really pay attention to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's beautifully done. And I don't say that for a lot of movies, but it is a yeah. beautifully done movie. And the fact that we watched it and both of like, I think all three of us got a different vibe mm-hmm. about what it's really about. Like, well, you ask the question, what is this movie really about? Mm-hmm. And all of us kind of came up with three different things, which means that John did his job. Like he mm-hmm. put this thing out there and let us decide mm-hmm. what we think about it. And it's great. I love that shit. I like that. So, all right. Um, uh, that was a guys. That was our show. Thanks for listening to the Film Crickets. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, thanks to Steve Lavoy for the vocal imaging. Thank you for Draco and the Malfoys for providing the music. Um, uh, thank you again on behalf of myself, Chris Marno, and my co-host, Jay Fortier, and Melanie Howerton. Uh, please remember that uh, movies may not age like fine wine, but we drink them anyway. Or coffee. Thanks. <laughs> Film Crickets. Trip about movies.